0: Welcome to Idol Rumble, the official K-pop podcast of LobbyRumble.com, where we discuss topics around all things K-pop. We're recording on July 13th, 2023, and we will be recapping the month of June in K-pop. I'm Rob, editor-in-chief at Lobby Rumble, and I'm joined by first-time guest Carlo. Carlo, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, some of your favorite groups, and how you first got into K-pop?
1: Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm Carlo. Um, I am actually a writer for Massively OP. So I primarily play MMORPGs and write about them. So, um, but you know, on the side, I, I listen to K pop uh, old school. So I'm an old school K pop watcher and listener. Um, so I guess you could say I'm like really conservative. And uh, oh, I should say thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting me to uh, this. Thank you uh, for it's joining.
0: Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be hype. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. But yeah, so, um, you know, I was, I've been into, I wouldn't say that I've been into like the most recent stuff. Um, but I've been, I was into it like really deeply, like back in like 2010. Like, I don't know if you know who IU is. Um, yeah, she was, when she was called the little sister of Korea or Korea's little sister or something like that. Yeah. That, I was in that era. So, um and you know boa with amazing kiss that's Mm -hmm. probably the first one i heard um snsd you know you here's another song um no one ever really talks about it it's hard to find these days love song by rain um wedding dress um 2 a.m can't let you go even if i die so obviously all this stuff sounds like all the old school stuff um but yeah, you know, I've been in, I've been into it just because you know, growing up in the Bay Area, you're gonna be exposed to a lot of K-pop, even like early on before it was even big. You know, I'm a gamer, so I was like always listening to like the next, you know, next uh, high energy song that I really wanted to hear and stuff. But yeah, um, that's this really is a bit about myself. Favorite favorite song of all time, still, still the best to me. I need a girl by Yang. <laughs> as uh my throwback. Well, hella throwback right um and i know a lot of people give a lot of hate um is it sandara or sandra park from uh, to anyone
0: yeah sandara
1: yeah so we yeah, from 21 uh, i know people like really hated on her for some reason back in 2010 uh i don't know what what it is like these days i just saw she came out with a song the other day literally like a day ago
0: yeah she's back um, but, <laughs>
1: But I was like, oh dude, that's that's cool. Um and some recent favorites, uh Twice, uh can't stop me. And uh definitely KDA. I don't know if they if, I don't know if they <laughs> count. So no, they count. Uh, okay. Well yeah. So that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool stuff.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, we welcome uh fans of all knowledge, all uh generations, because it sounds like you're you were in there in generation two, the second generation. I was into Boa when she was back in K-pop or not K-pop, uh, when she was back in J-pop. So that's how far back I go back with Boa, uh, SNSD. What, that was like back in high school, I think. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you're all Every about heart. that second generation stuff and, but yeah, welcome to the show, Carlo. And I, I hope that you, uh, learn a little bit of something of the uh, current gen. And also you could teach me a little bit more um, because I wasn't that deep into second gen. I was just there when, uh, when wonder girls and Psy hit the States and SNSD and I fell off during college during that whole part. And then I came back, um, during like 2.5 generation.
1: It's just such a great, the scene is just crazy. Cause you know, I'm a teacher, so I see the, I've seen it grow. So, um, just how large it is.
0: Are you still uh, the club pre- club like a faculty member of that club, or what's happening with that?
1: Oh yeah. So a uh, little context. Yes. Um, so as a teacher, you know, I do computer science, but I also am the advisor. Or it's kind of up in the air now because uh, a lot of the seniors that ran it graduated. So um, the last two years, I was the advisor for the K-pop club at the our local high school. And, you know, it was pretty cool. It was mainly the dances and, you know, the dance game has just gone up. And I think that's really the most engaging part of this current era of K-pop, I would say. Mm -hmm. The dances are just so energetic. Uh, There's so much like really good choreography. The resources to even to teach the choreography is even more available now than ever before. And then, um, I, I was, I, you know, honestly, I was just watching some K-pop videos from 2009 that it was a Gen 2 era. Mm-hmm. And I, they are surprisingly conservative to what you're seeing today. Like the, the moves and I thought things were overproduced back in the day, but I'm like, and that's not a bad thing, but I'm like, whoa, that's some pretty cool stuff, man.
0: Yeah. Things definitely evolved, uh, since then, uh, especially when, um, when, american choreographers started like bringing their their um their knowledge to korea that a lot of people started following people like uh like sean Evaristo, uh all of his crew um because they're like big dancers in the actual like uh hip-hop choreo dancing here that putting them into k-pop is um, like a lot of the big choreographers like it's almost half and half like korean choreographers and international choreographers So that's, that's really cool that that's happening but yeah it's definitely different um since since back then because even i'm looking at some like the older stuff it's like yeah definitely like it's a lot more like a hip-hop dance routine as opposed to just like the different thing it's like cornerstones of the k-pop industry right now
1: yeah 100 percent like you know um i like this is just a little fun fact but uh you know wedding dress it was i don't know who the
0: choreographer Sean was, it was, yeah oh okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a
1: big deal they were filipino and he's right? actually he, he's
0: from here in the bay area in that uh daily crazy, city man.
1: that is crazy so it's just now that, that's that was just wild for me when i found that out
0: crazy crazy world but yeah carlo once again welcome to the show for me, personally, like, since I'm not checking, I'm just giving you guys an update ever since the last episode. I watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse since the last time we, uh, I recorded, uh, the ad- animation alone is well worth the price of admission. And the storyline I was surprised that they got, they, like, sort of, like, did this, like, little bit of a story- of of a little thing that they got from the first movie and then like expanded it to like be the full storyline of this one which is pretty cool. Other than that, I've just been on my tokusatsu um kick right now that um you know it's like the power rangers um of of Japan because the power rangers came from uh a, a series called Super Sentai um and then I've just been because the whole reason I started watching these shows is because uh the movie shin kamen rider came out so i wanted to like prime myself to be ready for that show because kamen rider is sort of like the solo guy in in the um tokusatsu um genre and i forgot to run through what it actually means it's sort of a japanese live action uh film size shows that heavily use practical effects so you you if you're familiar with power Rangers, you know like those big fireworks that always happen uh when people hit each other so the, stuff like that so oh, yeah specifically the ones that i'm currently working on is called uh, lupin ranger versus kaito ranger dino knight sentai and kamen rider Revice. and most recently i finished uh two series called kamen rider build and kamen rider saber and i'm just trying to find like what are my favorite shows and like i'm not unless i really like the series um this sort of like a background thing while i'm playing on the internet or playing video games so yeah i think so far still i've even went as far as to buy the toys off of ebay because um the thing about um the cool like gimmicks in their shows are that common riders they always have like these cool little um transforming belts called like so-and-so driver that like the way that they transform like they do this cool thing with their belt and then with the super sentai series they always have like these cool like little weapons that like either blasters or swords or stuff like that. The series that I'm still holding close to like in high regards to where I, is where I actually started, which was uh, Common Rider Zero One. And, uh, and
1: is that from yeah, from two
0: thousand one or is uh, that a- oh no, it's it's just a zero one, as in like you know like computer language uh zeros oh, and okay. ones. Oh, uh, what's I okay, call like binary? Here. So. Yeah. It's it's a little bit more heavily around like, oh, what if like AI was like driving lives and what if someone messes with that AI and turns them into crazy monsters? And then other yeah. other than that, the other the uh Super Sentai show that I was into was um Don, Dawn Brothers, Don, right? uh, which Don was Brothers. sort of like a sort of like going against the grain super sentai series. But yeah. Uh, those if I w- was to recommend if to jump in was go try. Kamen Rider Zero One or Don Brothers. I keep forgetting what the actual like Japanese name is for the Don Brothers show. But, but yeah, so that was what I've been doing since the last recording. But how about we get into some new releases, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's get some new releases going.
0: And so now it's time for new releases. In this section, we highlight and talk about some of our favorite releases from the previous month. First, I'll list the top five songs from each week according to view count. Then we'll share our overall favorites of the month. Remember, you can find our weekly catered list on the website. Starting off with the week of June 4th, we've got In Hypen with Sacrifice, Eat Me Up. The new 6 TNX with Kick It For Now. Shiny with The Feeling. From Miss 9 with Me Now. And P1 Harmony with Jump. Next up for the week of June 11th, we've got the twice unit of Misamo with Marshmallow. Loonate with Wild Heart. XO with Let Me In, VAV or Vav with Designer, and ATS with Bouncy. On the week of June 18th, we've got Triple S and Crystal Eyes with Touch Plus, J with Paradise, IM with Overdrive, Kong Danielle with SOS, and NCT Dream with Broken Melodies. And lastly, on the week of June 25th, we've got XO with Hear Me Out, Yena with Hate Rodrigo featuring Uki, Eight turn with XL, shiny with hard, and treasures subunit T5 with move. Carlo, for the month of June, which would you pick as your favorites?
1: Oh, man. Um, You know, like I said, I I listened to the entire, all the playlists you gave me. And I'm surprised Um, you did. Really? I don't know. I really wanted to, I really wanted to get into this. I really wanted to see what that scene was, you know, outside of what the kids actually all listen to these days. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, like the top one, the one that really stood out was NCT Dream Broken Melodies. Um, It it was just an earworm. I was at the mall today and I just, uh, I was humming it. So like, to me, that's how good it was. Like, I was like, whoa, this thing's actually stuck in my head. I'm, it's, it's, I think it has to do with just the there's always that that build up into the chorus and then like there's that payoff with the chorus. Um, just and then like you have that nice kind of flowy middle after the word when they say melodies. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to describe without the song in the background. But um, but yeah, um, way or is it W.E.I.
0: <laughs> uh, I believe it's way.
1: Yeah, way overdrive. So I got confused. I was like, wait, I could have sworn I just heard overdrive because i was going through the list i'm like oh there's also another guy that made uh, overdrive called i am and i like i like overdrive way more um by way just because it's so boppy i guess um it's always it's always choruses so the chorus just it was just much more boppy it was just exciting um played it to diablo 4 running a dungeon diablo 4 (laughs) and uh that was you know that's just if it's something I'm gonna play on Diablo for, it needs to be something that just gets me excited and gets me ready to prepare and get into that flow. Um, but yeah. Um and I guess the theme is very colorful. Um another one, I know this one kind of made the news recently, uh hate Rodrigo. Um first of all, weird title. Like I had I, I I don't fully understand it. I have to watch the video. Oh yeah, we'll to, we'll, like,
0: we'll talk uh, about it uh, in the actual news oh, yeah. section, but uh, we'll but, explain that later. But tell me more about yeah, what, more, how you it, received it.
1: Uh, high energy, really boppy, um, really really gave me that um, those SNSD vibes, two thousand nine SNSD SNSD vibes, um, and I was just really like, it's always the chorus that these songs live and die by. Um, a little bit weak on the bridge in my opinion, but you know, that that's nothing really to say. And I want to give like a, uh, I guess what do you, what do you call it? Honorable mention to buy my Neverland by kiss of life. Um, so while I was, uh, I was listening to these songs in the car and uh, my wife actually pointed out how she enjoyed this song. So and I gave her a listen. I was like, yeah, it's actually not so bad. Um, uh, but, um, it, it, it's, 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 it's more hers it's like definitely her style of song um mm-hmm. for me it was just like oh uh, it's a good song like if i hadn't if i hadn't like uh given it a second chance i would have probably not thought about it anymore but yeah those are my picks um good month it was a good month most of them in my opinion were from the second half of the month i didn't really i wasn't really feeling like the first two weeks the ones from june 4 and june 11th not so much
0: mm-hmm. Just going off of that, I'll, like maybe you might be into like AT's Bounty or P1 Harmony Jump. Like maybe those might tickle your fancy if you like revisit them. But um, definitely like NCT, like uh, SM. Like when they do SM Entertainment, when they do more like grungier hip y kind of songs, I'm not super into. But if any like SM group does R&B, is usually where I'm at. Uh, I've liked way before. Yenna, she's just going against the grain in general. Like she's not giving us like what everyone else is giving us. She's giving us like sort of like Avril Lavigne like Rocky um, style. But she has been like sort of giving like a wide breadth of releases that she goes like rock and then she goes into like sort of R and B and then she goes back to rock. So that's just nice that she's switching things up.
1: There was a there was definitely a strong rhythm guitar in there in the Mm -hmm. Yenna. Um, I don't usually go for that aside from like the J-pop group scandal. Like if they do rock, then yeah. But I I dug it for this particular situation.
0: Yeah, this one's definitely more of like the pop Rocky kind of vibe. Uh, It's not really my vibe, but um, I applaud her for doing it. So nice list you got over here. Um, For my list, it's, it's definitely like if you have listened to the podcast or like followed my music choices at all previously these three songs um fall along that line um so these songs if you have read if you have followed the weekly new releases then these were on my picks but the first one i've got zero wave with sometime it's just this like got this fresh sound to it it's the instrument the main instrumental sounds like sort of a modified steel drum to it to sort of give you that summer feeling um at first i actually even thought they were a boy group like you know like like um the boy groups that we talk talking about in k-pop but they're actually a hip-hop crew which is cool because that's why that's probably why the instrumental sounds so different because it's it's a for it's produced by hip-hop people just the video itself, it's just them kicking it in the summer, like in the countryside, which is a, a really fun sight to see. The second song I got is EXO with Let Me In. And like I said before, it's something about when SM groups do R&B. They're just really good at it. Um, the song is really vibey. It's not too slow in R&B. It's, it's got this like sort of up, like a little bit more moving tempo to it, but it's not like a full hip hop song. It's just got that nice vibe to it. And then this last one, there's not really a music video. It's like I usually stray away from lyric videos. Like you, you're familiar with lyric videos where they just have the lyrics playing on like a flashy background. But this one yeah, um, by, I'm not even sure, let's say Department or Dept yeah, and department. Lily Choi with Rainy Day featuring Ashley, Alicia and J-O-Y just like the song tile it sounds like a song that you would really enjoy on a rainy day it's it's like this sort of R&B kind of thing uh real mellow but um got that sort of like underground R&B kind of a thing but those are my picks uh do you remember these at all as you were going through
1: I do remember the listening to uh the Lily, the Lily Choi song uh specifically Mm -hmm. and yeah it's it it was fun um i just really it just didn't really stick to me and like oddly enough like i do some it's a weird metric but i do something called the gaming test if the song is still playing while i'm playing the game or if i have to stop gameplay to change the song then it's it's not exactly my favorite Mm -hmm. whether it's and sometimes it's just hard to describe sometimes it's just like not hitting that particular vibe at that particular moment uh other times Um, Like I said, it just needs to be really like energetic and, and yeah. um, Yeah, definitely. Like um, they're, they're still really good songs. Um, And yeah, it was just, I was just, wasn't exactly just my, my vibe, I guess is probably Mm. the best way, which is good. Like we have different tastes adds a little flavor to our podcast here. Yeah. yeah, No,
0: (laughs) I definitely lean towards more of a, I always say, say this, that like songs I really like are chill. Like, not like boring show, but like something that I like, I like a vibe with like something like if you were in a, in a lounge and you want to kick back to like, these are the songs I usually gravitate towards. Um, but actually another song that I just want to like give a quick shout out. I'm not going to talk, go into it, but um, I was surprised that I was really into the new six for kick it for now, just because they, so they're sort of like bringing back uh, a new Jack swing kind of a style, but those are some those are our picks for news, uh new releases of the week. So you can always check check them out in the articles on the website. So next up we've got news and in the news segment, we'll share our picks for what happened in K pop for the month. First up, we've got all 12 Luna members leave BlockBerry Creative on June 16th, 2023. During a trial, the 5th Civil Division of the Seoul High Court ruled in favor of the five remaining Luna members, Hasul, Yojin, Eve, Olivia Hay, and on to suspend their exclusive contracts with BlackBerry Creative. It was determined that there was an issue with the agency's transferring of their exclusive contracts to Universal Japan without the members' written consent. Previously on November 2022, Chu's removal from the group led to most of the group filing injunctions to suspend their contracts. Vivi and Hunjin did not request to suspend their contracts at this time. Only four members, Heejin, Kim Lip, Jinseol, and Shuri, won their lawsuits in January. This is because the other members agreed to an addendum agreement previously. Back in February 2023, Vivi and Hyunjin filed injunctions to suspend their contracts. The two won and signed with a new agency, CTDENM. In March 2023, Jin, Kim Kimlip, Jinsel, and Chori signed with Modhouse under the group called Artemis. In April 2023, Choose signs with new agency, ATRP. In June 2023, Hassel also joins Modhouse and Artemis. And although we're covering June generally, as of this recording in July 2023, Yojin, Goan, and Heiju, formerly known as Olivia Hay joined CTD, ENM.
1: Wow, uh, it's, you know k-pop industry, K-pop industry is like a tough industry. Um, the fact that members just the, the thing that really stands out is the the lack of written consent, and that just kind of speaks volumes uh, in the industry and good for the uh, uh, good for, on the artists that you know stood up and actually you know did the legwork like, to you know suspend their contracts and all that stuff um, because you know here in America that's that, that's not going to fly. Um, they're definitely going to need like some sort of written consent and, you know, there's definitely a dark side to the the industry of how the, how these people are used. And, um, you know, just, um, it's just a big bummer that they were just kind of being traded off like that and without, I guess, their consent consent. Um, and yeah, because, but at the same time um you know it's a different culture we just i'm an outsider looking in and on top of that right i don't really keep up with the most common with k-pop stuff so i don't know if this is like a normal happening or if this is some kind of watershed moment that's going to lead to other people uh,
0: oh and it is you'll you'll find out pretty quickly oh, <laughs> it is like yeah there's con there's so many contract um things that go on in the industry nowadays that we're even going to talk about another one later, but even in the last episode of last month, um, XO had similar contract disputes, but yeah, it's, it's just a thing that like, if something's going on, then people try to get other contracts or people get sniped out of their contracts and stuff like that. It's just a common occurrence that it's not surprising anymore.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. You know, if it's happening, you know, as long as, you know, um, uh as long as there's some sort of check and balance that's going on, you know, as long as they can advocate for themselves, as in the, I'm talking about the artists, the artists can advocate for themselves, then more power to them. But yeah. Uh, I can just imagine just how crazy this is.
0: Yeah. The thing is that, uh, with the, the contract stuff that was happening with the last five members, because, um, that got them out of the contract. Cause at first they were blocked off from, um, getting out like the other members were because they they like signed some something that that w- wasn't easy for them to get out of it that universal japan is actually their japanese-based um label that's ha- that helps them with japanese promotions that i guess they were like mishandled when like juggling with everything that was happening during that time but yeah like uh it's it's crazy and i'm just happy that they're all out of that company because that company was like. They're like sort of like running them into the ground because if you were following them on like social media as they're doing their U.S. tour, that members were like um, I think like a member passed out in um, in New Mexico. Um, you could see one member wearing like a kinesio tape to be able to perform um, both at like during the tour and also like they crammed in like going to KCON. The other year, it was just it was like a S show. I don't say the S word, but it's a it was a poop show. In general, like it's just nice that some of the, like a lot of them are still together in a way. So they got like six or five over here, um, another five over here. I think one of them is going solo, and one of them is Chu in in her other company because she was like had to like figure out stuff while all this stuff was going on.
1: Almost sounds like the WWF for some reason. <laughs> I guess they're WWE now, and uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All these contracts, and, yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, it'd be cool things for the fans. It'll be a it'll be a big win for the fans if that happens. You know, any sort of collaboration, especially after all the back scene stuff happens. You know.
0: Yeah, contracts are definitely a ongoing issue with a lot of groups like. If it's not, like, the whole group asking for contract stuff, then sometimes it's, like, single members. If they, like, are just not, like, feeling it anymore, then they split off and try to get out of the contracts. So it's, it's sort of a regular occurrence nowadays, unfortunately. But yeah, that was all 12 Luna members leave BlackBerry creative. Uh, so next up, we've got Squid Game 2 reveals cast members. Just forewarning... We are going to be talking about, like, cast members in the n- next season so that can play play into, like, sort of spoilers for the first season. So you've been warned. On June 29th, 2023, Netflix released photos from the first script reading of the upcoming sequel to the show, Squid Game. The cast includes the returning Season 1 members, including E Jung-jae, E Byung-hun, and E Hae-jun. The new cast members include MC Wan from ZEA, Kang Hanul, Park Sung-hoon, Yang Dong-hoon, Park Gyu-young, Joe Yuri, formerly of iZone, Won ji T.O.P., formerly from Big Bang, Lee Jin-wook, David Lee, No ji and Kang Asim. sim Scoot Game 2 is scheduled to start filming later this year
1: uh you know what i'm gonna tell it how it is i actually never saw the original squid game um yeah i was just it just didn't uh vibe with me i just um i i'm a battle royale kind of guy and when i mean battle royale i'm not talking about the games i'm talking about like the actual book and the slot and the movie um and i don't know it it just didn't uh i guess it just didn't really it just didn't really hit me too hard so (laughs) i was like oh it's kind of interesting um Interesting that they're actually making a second squid game, but I guess that's kind of a Netflix thing at this point, right? Well, it's um,
0: I think it's technically like one of their biggest uh oh, yeah. trafficked shows. so oh
1: yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, you know whatever
1: makes them more money is all good uh i mean just looking at this list um big bang fan here so i hope top wins <laughs> that's all i could really say about it as an outsider looking in uh it's pretty cool i didn't realize that they'd actually include like famous faces in this so uh, that's really that's really interesting um you know i do know the premise of it just because i know like you know it was just everywhere um when it came out and you know i know about the tug of war and the whole gun thing with with the red light, green light, and stuff, so you know, I, I know the, uh, I I have a good idea of it, but yeah, uh, so you know, good for them, good for them, really getting so uh, quite a lot of talent there.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised you bounced off because, comparing it to battle royale, I think it's it's definitely more developed because I think battle royale is just sort of like a, let's just check out check out like all these people. Um, killing each other with, like, some, like, character development. While this one, like, they definitely do the K-drama thing and go into, like, people's backstories and do, like, these, these like, character arcs that, like, oh, this guy sucks, but, oh, he's here to do something cool. But it was definitely, like, buzzworthy when it was, like, out. Like, the premise and stuff like that, roping into K-dramas, because I definitely think K-dramas are coming to the mainstream that... Like all these streamers are forking over money to get K dramas on their services. But yeah, definitely that's nice seeing a Squid Game 2. And the whole reason why I even included this was because the home girl Joe Yuri from one of my top favorite groups, IZ*ONE. One, she's solo now. I'm like the community, at least the ones that I was like part of, and like I could still see like the reception on like Twitter and Reddit and stuff that everyone's like surprised like oh snap she's she's in this one because like um she's she's um been in k-dramas before like she was in this sort of like um i think they even call it like a web drama which is sort of like a shorter series um called um mimic she was also in there with um uaz nana and she was also in um the second season of work later drink now which uh is it was a fun show um that starred one of my favorites or one of my favorite groups, uh mm-hmm. Jung Jung Unji from A Pink. And then that's crazy now, like uh that she's in one of the most buzzworthy shows ever that I'm just looking forward to it and hopefully she plays a a notable role and she's just not like killed right away, but um I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, good stuff. I'm really excited. So that was Squid Game 2 Reveals Cast Members. The next story we've got today is Choi Hate Rodrigo removed from YouTube. On June 29, 2023, it has been noticed that Choi newest music video, Hate Rodrigo, was made unavailable on YouTube. This is only two days after its official release. The music video's title, reference to song titles and images of Olivia Rodrigo in the music video were assumed to be factors of this happening. On June 30th, 2023, it was reported Olivia Rodrigo's side requested this. Later that day, Yena's agency, UEHA Entertainment, released a statement clarifying what happened. First, they did not receive any requests from Rodrigo's side. And second, the video was made private to edit out copyrighted images of Rodrigo. As of this recording, the music video has been re-released with said edits. Uh
1: I mean, you know, y- Yena was uh, one of my top favorites, right? So, um hey, whatever keeps the song on the internet is what I'm saying. Um but you know, I it it just like the the way I see it, um I'm pretty sure um even like Olivia Rodrigo's camp would have probably never really asked that this sounds like it was more of a preemptive thing they kind of had like a little bit of an oopsie kind of moment um it really didn't show i think the from reading the um lyrics it didn't seem like she was like hating on her it's like oh i hate you you're so talented kind of thing i know that's
0: that's a thing that um uh the concept of the video at least like i didn't really read the lyrics uh like as i was watching it i was just like reading people's summaries of the videos that it's sort of a tribute to Olivia um because she's so talented that she hates her for it that she's jealous of it that's that's the yeah, whole point of the video
1: but that's all i figured it was and i'm just like um I, i'm pretty sure like the, the people who were making those reports i don't know where they were getting that from um, just like, just think, I don't know anything about the music business, but, you know, considering how like Blackpink and uh, Selena Gomez had a thing going on, right? It was like, just, you know, they had a, a jam and everything and the spread of the of K-pop here in America. It's, uh, it's a pretty positive relationship. I would have, it would be, it would be really bad on Olivia Rodrigo if they had ever done that, in my opinion. Um, it would have just really messed up her image um and whoever did did that reporting that was pretty uh irresponsible in my opinion
0: Uh, i think Um, it it wasn't it was like just like a speculated it wasn't like uh, they did this like it was just like oh because of all these factors like maybe that's why this so-and-so happened but that's that's, oh yeah like rampant speculation
1: yeah i mean it makes sense but you know at, at the same time i i see it like a abundance of caution and you know it's definitely like if you if you read between the lines and kind of just follow like you know the common sense of you know legal system i think it should be okay but yeah i mean i consider this it was just like no big deal it's still on the internet still a bop and i'm i'm you know the who the the fans win in the end right so mm. that's really all it is
0: yeah I think the uh by the time you watched the video, I think you already watched the edited version, but I watched it when it came out, and I think the only thing that was the problem as stated by the company was that there were like pictures of Olivia in like posters on the walls and in the graphics, so I think that was the big issue, but definitely. Like, a lot of people have said online, like, if you ever go to the comment sections of, like, the music video or the news articles or Twitter posts, the agency should have known that this was gonna be a problem. Like, with the title alone, it's, like, poking a wasp. It's, like, I hate this girl. And then if you don't read into the context, then, like, oh, like, if you're, like, in Olivia's side, um, then you're, like, why? why are they calling us out and stuff? But That is the issue with like putting the copyrighted um, images in the video. And it was edited and it's technically seamless. Like it is a little jarring when you look at it. Like it looks like stuff's not really like dubbed correctly, but like it's out there again. So that's just nice. It's it's back. And it's sort of, I think by now, um, I think it's already like swept under the rug onto the next thing. Because there's a bigger news out there that this is just like a little hitch in the road. Because she's still like able yeah. to go onto the like music shows and promote it. It's not like they had to like change the song name or change the lyrics. It's just yeah. like the yep. music video just so happened it had copyrighted images implemented in it. As Treyana's Hate Rodrigo was removed from YouTube. Uh, the next story is a big ongoing story. I've talked about this in the previous episode, but Let's talk a little bit about 5050's legal updates. On June 23, 2023, 5050's agency Attract released a statement regarding groups' lack of promotions following global success. One member mutually agreed with the company to get treatment for a medical problem. Attract found external forces approaching the group to violate their exclusive contracts. On June 25, 2023, ATTRACT names Warner Music Korea as the external force. Previously, ATTRACT signed a partnership with Warner Records to help promote the group globally, and Warner Music Korea later called these claims groundless. On June 27, 2023, the four fifty fifty members released a statement through their legal representation that they filed an application for provisional de- disposition, suspending their validity of their exclusive contracts with ATTRACT on June 19. They said that ATTRACT violated their contract terms, which includes that ATTRACT disclosed reasons for the surgery without consulting the member, non-transparent settlement, and forcing members to do scheduled activities despite declining health conditions. ATTRACT released a statement later that day that they filed criminal charges against An Sung-il, CEO of creative content development group The Givers, and three other individuals. Although we're covering June, on July 4th, 2023, Attract announced that 5050 will withdraw from KCON LA 2023, two large-scale advertisements filming for their song on the Barbie movie soundtrack, and variety show appearances. uh that's a pretty it's a, it's it's an interesting
1: story, and in just like like I said, this is just one of those situations where like it they're being used up as a as a person, and you know, like it just kind of just shows like just a really ugly contractual sides of just these uh, of these companies. And like I said, I'm still an outsider looking in and, you know, uh, just, and I'm just so far removed from these things. And I was just, that's crazy. Like a statement with like criminal charges. Um, and like, <laughs> I was just shocked when I, when I read these stories, I'm like, this is really going on behind all these uh, really happy boppy songs. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, K-pop is an is a business. So if somebody's messing with your like form of income in, on a business side, then that's that causes problems. But yeah, this whole thing is just a big time mess because at the beginning of June, you're sort of like on a track side, like oh, who's sniping these girls from their company, and then as the month went on, sort of a track turned into the bad guys. And then also like the uh, Warner music is sort of turning into bad guys. And then the girls are just in the crossfires like, oh, we're just trying to do we're just trying to make people happy with our music. And then the adults in the background are just like fighting that it's sort of turning into that Spider-Man meme where everyone's pointing at each other that everything is just like sort of like coming to a T where like so it's not going to look good at all that I think in the end, I think the girls are just going to. Have to start new at another company or something like that. That I think we're pat- well past the point that working with Attract is not good because I guess it's just sort of that thing where it feels like fame is changing people because Attract was such a small company that you were sort of there, like rooting for the underdog because they're just like, I think 5050 was the only group under that company. And then when they blew up with like Cupid recently, like. Like, maybe it's just, like, they couldn't handle it. They were, like, they had to, like, do all these activities and stuff that it just sucks that it's just this big ripping of the e break on their tremendous momentum that they were getting. Also sucks that I was looking forward to seeing them at KCON, but more than likely, even if they settle things with a new company or whatever, I don't think they're going to be able to do it this year with all everything going on.
1: Yeah, a, you know... Hopefully, all uh, thing everything works out for them.
0: Yeah, because I at this point I think it's the girls um that have the power that have like the popularity. It's not like people are, like behind attract um in the end because just hopefully they figure it out. Uh, I really hope that this just doesn't like it's just like a one and done kind of thing that uh they're really popular with Cupid and then. Oh, they just disappeared into obscurity. So, hopefully, they could land on their feet coming out of this one. So, yeah. So, that was an update on 5050's legal problems. Last up, we've just got a little bit of a concert announcement um, that was announced in June. Uh, I think I've only found one that was announced, but we've got Card with Playground World Tour. And I'm going to announce their stops on the. U.S. leg of their tour. Starting off on July 19th, 2023, they'll be in Washington. July 21st, they'll be in Atlanta. July 23rd, they'll be in Chicago. July 25th, Louisville. July 29th, Dallas. July 31st, Phoenix. August 2nd, in Los Angeles. And August 4th, in San Francisco. So I actually saw a card last year, and they put on a show, like... They sort of base their sound around like Latin sounds. And so they're really big in Latin America, but they definitely put a their own spin on the industry that almost no one else, at least that's prevalent, uh, is doing music like Card is, but if you could get to their show, like, I think by the time this is published, they're already going to be in the midst of their tour. Uh, good thing. If you're listening on the West coast, they'll be on the West coast. Uh, Near the end of the month, uh, at the beginning and the beginning of the next month, so hopefully I could make it out there. But they're they're a really fun group to to watch, and it's so cool that they're like one of the prevalent groups that are like uh that are intergendered. So it's always funny seeing that mean like oh they're uh. Boys and girls in the same group, they're gonna date each other, and then like it cuts to like a clip of them like fighting with each other like brothers and sisters. But yeah, definitely oh, if you if you could watch their tour, check them out. So that was cards world tour playground. Before we get to promotions, I'd like to thank you again for joining me this month, Carlo.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I'm glad uh
0: thanks for the invite. Yeah, I hope I definitely learned something from you, but I definitely hope you uh pick some things up today.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I, I picked up a whole lot of stuff. I was like, wow, the drama is crazy in here.
0: <laughs> and you know, the, the music isn't that bad either. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the current music isn't half bad.
0: So to close out the show, do you have anything to promote? Um, well, um, you know, if you like my brand of stuff, uh,
1: I write articles for this website called MassivelyOP.com, uh, where we talk about um, MMORPGs and the culture around it. Um, I'm also uh, trying to get my YouTube back online at days, these days at uh, Unlockable Character. I'm going to be, I've been just picking some formats and I'm going to do some experiments. Look forward to it in the next month. I've got a sh- uh, an episode coming out uh, of, of a show format. Uh, but yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, it was fun. If you wanted to follow this show on social media, we are at Idle Rumble. You can subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. You can help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Check out my work at lobbyrumble.com. You can follow me on social media at robo underscore latte. Music's brought to you by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com. And that'll do it for this month's show. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Idol Rumble podcast.